um, it, from a global perspective, plastic is used in so many capacities across so many different industries. Um, and I think one thing that Brightmark really saw as a really strong position is our ability to tackle a market that is continuously expanding and really trying to uh, address the uh, problems of plastic waste in the environment directly at the core. Hello, my name is Sam Mesquita. I am the Director of Content at Brightmark, and you are watching Folks Alert. Folks alert, my guest today is Sam Mesquita. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, sir, you did. Sam, how are you, sir? I am well. How are you? I, listen, I can't complain. Uh, I'm happy to have you here today. I know we planned this out since last year, but here we are today. How's your day going? It, you know, on it, quite honestly, it's been a long day. I'm, I'm glad it's coming to a close, but I, I'm happy to be having a conversation with you. It's a fun way to end the day. <laughs> okay, great. Where are you at? Are you in California? Yeah, great question. So I actually used to be in California. I'm actually an Arizona native, so I've kind of been all over the, the West Coast. Um, I am an Arizona native, lived in California for a few years, and now I'm actually up in uh, Washington State, so I'm currently in the PNW. Washington State. Uh, wet, it's wet over there. Yeah, very, very much so, and cold. And cold. You guys mm -hmm. had a snowstorm recently, right? Yeah, we had um, kind of a little bit of an ice storm. Um, you know, I'm not from Seattle, like from the Washington area, so I'm not as familiar. But last December, there was a really bad, like, kind of ice storm. And I'm not sure if you are on TikTok at all, but there was like a, a they were calling it, I think they were calling it ice talk. And it was basically just these videos of people sliding all over Seattle because it, the rain froze over. So it's definitely been cold and rainy and wet, um, but we haven't had a blizzard or anything, uh, knock on wood, um, as of late. So we've been good in that in that regard. That's cool. Hey, also, uh, congratulations. When you, we first set this interview up, you were the marketing, uh, right? Director of uh, ma marketing manager. Now you're the director of content creating. Congratulations on your promotion. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's really been an honor to work at Brightmark. I really love working here. It's, it's something that I'm really passionate about. And for me, it's nice to be able to kind of help in leading some of the marketing that we do at the company because we like to talk about, you know, not only what we do as a company, but we like to provide people with solutions and recommendations on ways that they can take part in protecting the environment as well. True. Did you always, were you always involved in this line of work dealing with 
uh, waste management, uh, recycling. What is your background? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, no, I actually kind of stumbled into being really interested in sustainability and environmentalism a few years ago. I would say that I've always kind of been interested in the environment. I'm a big animal lover, um, you know, love the ocean, but I hadn't really thought of it for a career up until recently. Um, I've always been in marketing. I've always loved like social media, uh, creativity, just like graphic design, writing, things of that sort. Um, I went to school for marketing. Um, and then when I graduated, I started kind of my uh, marketing journey in social media. So I just recently kind of got into the environmental space, but I've always been a kind of social media marketing slash digital marketing um, storyteller. So I really like to create content that is compelling to people, interesting, um, and most importantly, useful. Um, and so my background has always kind of been in that marketing space. Nice, nice. Brightmark is a very interesting company though, right? Uh, mm -hmm. When I first got interested in in requesting the interview with you with you guys uh you, you popped up on my timeline on instagram right and i'm not gonna sit here and tell you hey sam i'm a i'm an environmentalist i'm all for the earth I, i'm not that type of guy right but when i went to your your instagram page and i looked at the company i'm like this is cool y you guys have set some really ambitious goals for yourself very ambitious and one thing that impressed me with the company that it, it's one thing to do the recycle thing, but you guys also reach out to other companies and partnering with them in order to 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 bring forth this recycle thing to to the masses. Is that mm -hmm. a, is that and the guy that runs the company, Bob, he said that that's that recycling is the mantra and the executive of this company versus other companies you guys brought in a bunch of individuals that worked in the recycle space was that deliberately done yeah so um our our ceo bob powell is a really passionate environmentalist and he founded brightmark with kind of our mission um, is reimagining waste and what we mean by that is really looking at waste in a, in a different way um, not only do we do recycling as you mentioned but we also uh, do have circular solutions for our anaerobic digestion projects which is essentially taking cow manure um, and uh, putting that through anaerobic digestion and using that cow manure to essentially provide you know power to homes and things in the local area um, I can't really specifically speak exactly for all the executives on the company, but I can definitely say that it's really important for Bob and just everyone at Brightmark that anyone that joins the company, whether they're at the executive level or, you know, down at the bottom, we not only really care about, you know, environmental solutions, but we really care about protecting the planet. So reimagining waste is our mantra. And like I said, what that means is looking at waste as a resource versus just looking at it as waste. And so to us, we see some of that waste as a way to not only address some of these environmental crises, but we want to provide feasible solutions for people because we see it as, you know, we definitely need to reduce our plastic use, but we know it's not realistic for everyone to completely get rid of plastic. And so we want to provide a really feasible solution for solving that plastic waste crisis, in addition to some of the other work that we do at the company. I didn't realize there was so much plastic waste out there, right? There's a lot. You know, I mm -hmm. mean, when I grab a soda, I, I just throw it away. And after <laughs> doing my homework on your company, I had to take two steps back and say, you know, maybe I need to find a recycle can and put this there so it can be recycled. 
because there's so mm-hmm. much plastic and plastic is something that it don't dissolve. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it, it sits there. It's not like one of these, maybe a paper. Paper might dissolve into the ground over a period of time. Plastic don't. It's it's very difficult to break down. Right. Why did you guys choose plastic versus anything else? Because, um, and then I want to get to my, my follow-up question, turning plastic into fuel and, and the other energy that you guys do. Why, why plastic? Right, that's a great question. Um I think to your point, uh, firstly, because there's a lot of it, right? Um, it, from a global perspective, plastic is used in so many capacities across so many different industries. Um, and I think one thing that Brightmark really saw as a really strong position is our ability to tackle a market that is continuously expanding and really trying to uh, address the uh, problems of plastic waste in the environment directly at the core. So for us, I think plastic was something that we realized okay not only are we able to address this solution but we want to be part in solving the you know in solving the plastic waste crisis by providing some type of you know feasible feasible recycling that um, we can do at scale so for us um, plastic is just one part of i would say the value chain there's so many different types of waste that we want to expand into but i think plastic was one thing that we were really passionate about tackling because to your point there's so much of it. Um, and we think that there are, you know, with the technology that we've created, um, solutions to really address this problem um, in a really um, holistic way at scale. So I think, think um, you know, to answer your question um, a little bit more specifically, plastic is something that's everywhere. And we really want to be at the forefront of being able to make this plastic waste into a circular solution. So that way there's no more plastic in the environment and we can uh, provide a environmental solution to places that maybe don't have a lot of other options um, for recycling plastic waste. But this comes without criticism. Uh, Even though that you guys are in the space of recycling plastic, you have faced some criticism in regards to in the, the way you um you do it. Uh, why aren't you know? And the question maybe I, maybe I, maybe I'm phrasing the question the wrong way. Mm-hmm. We realize that there's a lot of plastic out there, right? Mm-hmm. And there's so much of it, and it's so and it doesn't break down as other materials. Why? isn't there something in place to say, okay, we, maybe we should cut back on the plastic, so to speak? Because yeah, that's a great question. We, everything we do is involved plastic. The chair you might be sitting on is plastic, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, we can look around our house and we can find maybe 90% of things that's built with plastic. Right. So yeah. it, in order to cut down on the on, on the plastic or maybe on the consumption of plastic, do you think that we need maybe bring some regulation or start using other products to, to replace plastic? Yeah, that's a great question. So firstly, I can say that Brightmark as a company, we are fully in support of really reduction of waste of all kind because we realize that, you know, in order to really get to a point where we're sustainable as a society, you know, humanity is sustainable as a society, we need to really cut back on all types of waste, um, not just plastic. And then to answer your question a little bit more specifically, um, we definitely realize that plastic is, um, you know, a problem that pollutes a lot of the environment, but at the same time, 
we see an opportunity to help reduce some of that plastic waste through our technology. And I think back to your, you know, kind of what you said about plastic being and everything. From what we've seen, there's so many industries that really um, depend on plastic as really their only option um, for what they do. So for an example, we work with a healthcare company um, that uh, uses their uh, these plastic sheets to help with their patients. And they've communicated to us that really the only um, way that they've been able to create this product is through the use of plastic. So for us, we really want to uh, promote and say that certain types of plastic are valuable, that we want to make sure that they're properly recycled and that they stay out of the environment. But we do see that there is some value in plastic, um, depending on what it is, like you mentioned, maybe if it's certain things like a chair or something, you know, that's more usable beyond just a single use plastic. Um, we want to advocate for those valuable plastics because we understand that those are potentially right now the only options that are available um, in terms of uh, creating certain types of products for certain industries. And so we want to be able to take those valuable plastics and recycle them properly and essentially give them back to those um, plastics, uh, the people that are using the plastic so that they can continue to do the business that they do without harming the environment or without creating um, a, a bigger waste stream, if that makes sense. True. It, it does. It does. Your company goal for 2028. Okay. Very ambitious. It, it says plastic waste. You guys want to divert 8.4 million metric of plastic. Is that possible? It's a lot of plastic, dude. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a great question. I think it's definitely possible, especially because our technology is ramping up um, in terms of being scalable. The more we're able to build these plastics renewal circularity centers, um, we are uh, foreseeing that we'll be able to tackle that goal um, very easily. Um, to your point, it is a lot of plastic and it is a very ambitious goal. But Brightmark is a very ambitious company, and that's one reason that I like working here is because we kind of look at challenges and we uh, want to be able to tackle those without feeling like those um, challenges are impossible to meet. You guys recently did a, an agreement with NOAA here in Florida. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I want to play. I wanna, let me play that clip. We come back. We talk about it. And um, I want to talk to you about the importance of that agreement with NOAA here in Florida. We'll come back. We'll talk. A typical day for a buoy boy, there's nothing typical about it. We like to have fun, but we also work really hard. I love this job. It basically encompasses everything I enjoy doing. It's got adventure, protecting the environment, saving the world, if you will. The Florida Keys National Marine Sanctuary is part of NOAA. We're responsible for markers and moorings up and down the Florida Keys. I've been blowing bubbles for about 10 years now. Or banging tanks, blowing bubbles. It's just another name for scuba diving. The mooring buoys are really important to the protection of the reef. They're an alternative for boaters, whether they want to go snorkeling or fishing or scuba diving, instead of dropping anchor and potentially damaging the fragile benthic environment, the coral is very sensitive to anchor damage probably the best part of the job. And that's once you leave the deck of the boat and you get to jump right into the water. And at that point, that's where everything just becomes beautiful. That's, that's our little bit of heaven. We descend that down line, get to see all the beautiful coral and the fish, and those are our friends. How, how, how much of a big deal is this for Brightmark? 
very big deal. And, um, you know, I cannot take credit for that, that beautiful video that shout out goes to um, one of our um, documentarians, Nirvan, uh, Nirvan and my boss. They're the ones that really curated this amazing video. But to answer your question, it's, it's hugely important. And going back to kind of what you and I were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. the reason that we thought NOAA was a really good opportunity, um, you know, the Florida Keys uh, National Marine Sanctuary, to be more specific, is because the work that they do really requires plastic and there isn't a lot of really good alternatives for their work at this time and so one reason that we wanted to partner with them is we really wanted to highlight you know um we definitely need to re reduce uh, our plastic use across the board but there are certain industries like this one uh, that noaa uh, the florida keys national marine sanctuary is tackling they use plastic to be able to do their work protecting the environment and so we really want people to see that in certain instances, plastic can be really valuable and useful, especially if you have a way to properly recycle it. So for us, this is a really uh, big opportunity, but we're also really thankful for NOAA because they're doing such great work um, with the way that they're protecting the keys. Um, and they're using plastic kind of as a resource in order to do that environmental work that they're doing and that they've been doing for quite some time. And also for you guys, you know, I mean, plastic is one thing that you guys do and you, you, mm -hmm. you know, you focus a lot on, but there's a lot of other recycled energy that uh, recycled waste that you guys focus on. Um, there was one video where you guys, um, deal with poetry waste, the poetry wall. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why is it important for your company to not only deal with the, the plastic, but also venturing to different waste, um, to bring that into the fold? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, it kind of goes back to our mission um, of reimagining waste. I think, especially as we're starting to venture, not just Brightmark as a company, but I would argue society in general is really starting to realize like, okay, humans produce a lot of waste. There needs to be solutions for all different types of waste. And so in addition to the plastics, um, you know, we like to call it plastics renewal work that we do. We also see a lot of value in what we call the organic space um, because there's so much waste produced from all those types of activities as well, whether it be food waste, whether it be um, farms like the video that you're seeing here. And we really want to be able to address waste across the board because not only is there so much waste that's produced, but as I said earlier in this interview, um, there's a lot of value in waste that we can unlock. And that's kind of what's really interesting is I didn't even really realize that before I started at Brightmark that you can really take waste and unlock the value in it and use that for a more sustainable and circular solution. Um, so for us, it's important to be able to address all types of waste any way that we can, not only to protect the environment, but to allow humanity to, I would say, still operate in a way that's much more environmentally friendly. Because I think we all know sometimes it can be a little bit unrealistic to be like, hey, you know, live completely um, zero waste. I think that can be really difficult for people, especially depending on, you know, where you're located or what resources you have available to you. So for us, um, we want to be able to address that in a way that provides a solution and also is helping protect the environment as well. How much, how many plants do you guys have around the country and what is your reach as far as, you know, uh, for the consumer, you know? If I know you deal with the major with plants, you know, well, different mm -hmm. company, you partner with different company in order to get their waste and you help with the fuel and the plastic and the, the poetry that we the, the farm video that we just saw. But what is your reach across the country? I know you have a few plants, one in uh, 
in Ashley, Indiana, but what's your reach? You're in Seattle. What's your reach and how how ambitious in spreading different plants across the country you guys are? Yeah, that's a great question. So we are constantly, um, I wouldn't say that we're a startup anymore. We're definitely more in that growth phase, um, but we're expanding rapidly and we're really excited to be able to continue to look at opportunities for future, future waste solutions, whether that be plastics renewal or anaerobic digestion. Um, we currently have over 30 projects across the board um, in the states here for anaerobic digestion, and then we're expanding our plastics renewal facilities. We have the one mainly in Ashley, Indiana, and then we're exploring a few other opportunities at this time. Um, in terms of, you should answer your question. So we have definitely, I would say, um, in terms of our actual facilities, we have kind of a national reach. Um, but in terms of the marketing and the work that we do um, on my team, we definitely have a global reach. So we really like to highlight, um, we have this really cool uh, web page that my team built out called the Make Your Mark page on our mm -hmm. website. And what's that, uh, what that page is really dedicated to specifically is, to answer your question, providing resources for consumers on saying, hey, you know what, you might not be able to completely live, you know, zero waste or completely be able to do this or that. But we have all these resources that are free for you to access that we want uh, you to understand and to, to dive into deeper, to educate yourself on feasible ways that you can reduce your environmental impact. Um, and so we definitely have a global reach in terms of our resources and the information that we want to provide to consumers. Um, but when it comes to the physical projects and facilities that we have, we're uh, expanding rapidly, but really right now focusing on a national reach and um, expanding globally as, as time progresses. Um, it's just hard to keep up because, you know, there's such a demand for this type of business. So we're expanding as fast as we can and trying to continue to get more manpower to help the company grow. Definitely. Uh, waste is one thing right but mm -hmm. you guys also recycle people and yes that <laughs> was and you know when we spoke early on i was like that was very impressive mm -hmm. is that yeah, so, more of a, so a, a, a a social investment in 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 people in order to i mean it helps society right because if mm -hmm. investing in recycling people would ultimately benefit better you know my way of living your way of living um if you can provide an opportunity to an individual who might have had some hard times right so waste is one thing right but mm -hmm. investing in people helping them be recycled and be job training that that that's very you know very impressive to do because i guess you guys are thinking long term of bettering the world yeah exactly you hit it head on the nail and we really cannot take as much credit as recycle force recycle force is the amazing organization that's i would say kind of a neighbor um in, in actually indiana so they're not too far away from us um, they're the one, Greg Keesling actually is their, their founder. Um, he's the one that came up with that amazing uh, idea to create Recycle Force. And to your uh, point, the great thing about Recycle Force is that, like they said, they don't see themselves as a recycling company. They see themselves more as a, as, as a social enterprise. And what I love about Recycle Force and the work that they do and the work that we're trying to do with them is they're investing, like you said, in people. And they see this kind of like dual pronged thing. So, 
there is the business part of it where it's like, you know, electronic waste is a huge industry that needs to be recycled. Like there's so much stuff, um, you know, computers, cell phones, there's all those types of things that we don't even think about as consumers. Um, they're addressing that issue. And then on top of that, to your point, they are really being able to address another issue of, of being able to create equitable jobs for individuals that maybe don't have True. as much of an opportunity. Um, and that's what I really love about Recycle Force. And I really hope, you know, um, Recycle Force is actually building a really big facility in Ashley, uh, not Ashley, but nearby in Indiana. Um, I'm hoping to see Recycle Force expand, um, honestly, nationally, because I think so many different states could benefit from an amazing company like Recycle Force. Because to your point, investing in people, we see when you invest in people, when you give them good jobs, you give them career opportunities. It keeps them, you know, out of um, certain types of, you know, struggles. What's great about Recycle Force is that they really focus on helping um, formerly incarcerated individuals have opportunities again, which a lot of companies don't do. And so I think what you see with Recycle Force is that not only are they helping those individuals kind of, like you mentioned, like kind of give them a, you know, a new start, but you're you're keeping them out of. Um, going back to prison again or becoming homeless because they have these really amazing opportunities to be reintegrated back into the workforce. And those people want to be um, integrated into the workforce. They want to get back out there and work. And so Recycle Force is really giving them a chance. And I think it proves that social enterprise is not only a good business model, but it's something that really works well for the community. Let me, um, let's play a clip from Recycle Force. Uh, we'll come back, we'll chat. prison five years ago. I got this job four and a half months ago. It got me on the streets, and I'm an ex-felon four times. It helped me get a crib, and I don't have to sleep next to a dumpster anymore. I love it. Recycle Force gave me a choice, and I picked Recycle Force instead of the streets, and I believe it saved my life. That's why I'm here today. No place else would hire me. I have drug felonies. I have a four-year-old son, 18-year-old daughter that I support. This place brought me in with open arms. I love it here. It's like my second home. We've served 1,800 plus people. We have a return to prison rate of about 23%. When you look out at the overall numbers, they're anywhere from 50 to 75%. So we're having a significant reduction. I would say about half of the people in our program today have ankle bracelets. Indianapolis, which is Marion County, we have the highest number of ankle bracelets of anywhere in the country. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I listen, mm -hmm. why is this and like you said early on, why isn't this national? Th this this should yeah. definitely be a national program to help get people in job, get them training. Recycle Force seems to be working. Mhm. Mm totally. Yeah, and I I think, you know, I wish I could answer that question. I don't know. I I think about it a lot to be quite honest. I'm like, why don't you know, like you said, why don't some of these bigger companies have, um, you know, maybe uh, a social enterprise department or something that kind of works on that? I think I think there's a few things. Um, from my experience, I think the, the business landscape is changing. I think a lot of people are realizing that um, this kind of model of what some people call um, maybe conscious capitalism is becoming a lot more popular where it's like, not only are we going to sell, you know, products or services, but we want to be able to attach what we do, um, you know, whatever that business may be to a, so a broader mission. Yeah, exactly. That helps. Um, I, I'm a big fan of like Bombas, for example. I love how Bombas, you know, every sock purchased, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a pair is donated to someone that's unhoused. And so I think 
from my viewpoint, I think the narrative is changing, which is really exciting. Uh, but to your question, I, I wish I could answer. I don't know why there aren't more social enterprises. Um, I think that, you know, down the road, hopefully we'll be seeing more and more as, as places like Recycle Force get more attention. Um, but I think it's just a new way of thinking that people didn't really start, you know, considering, um, unfortunately, until recently. And there's always been those small, you know, businesses or organizations that have done this. But I think some of these bigger companies are realizing this is actually a really good model and it does more than just affect our bottom line. It's actually helping, you know, individuals or communities that need the help and benefit from that help. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, I want to play a clip. Um, well said, well said, Sam. I want to play a clip from Brightmark in regards to um, your CEO, his, his statements in regards to... Uh, the vision of the company. We'll play this, we'll come back, we'll talk. With us at Brightmark, our impact on the oceans is around solving the plastics problem. So what we do is we take the plastics that each one of us throw away and then turn them back into plastics or other usable products. And you may not know two things that are really important. Number one, right now, only 9% of the plastics in the world are recycled. So what that means is 91% of the plastics that we all use and throw away don't have a good use. So we're going to change that because we can take all of those plastics and make it so that there's a future where we don't see plastics out right here in the oceans. Right, Mark. What, 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 what do you see the future? What, what's in? I mean, you guys been around since 2016. We're in, you know. Uh, I mean, 2028. You guys got some very ambitious plans for renewable fuel, renew, renewable fuel, um, recycled plastic. What, what else are you guys gonna do? Go to space and <laughs> and create a, a a filter for carbon, carbon gas. I mean. You guys are doing, listen, I know you're smart, but you guys are doing some really innovative stuff over there. Um, you know, the, 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 the future is bright, as we like to say, a bright mark, which can be a little bit cheesy, but it's true because there's so much opportunity to expand into. Um, and we don't necessarily know what the future holds yet for future um, waste type of uh, circular solutions that we want to provide. But I think one thing that I really like about working at Brightmark is if it's an opportunity that we think we can take on, if it's a challenge, um, we're happy to accept the challenge. Um, and we try to really approach every single opportunity with optimism where we say, you know, this might be something really big, uh, a big challenge to tackle, but we want to be able to do that, not only because we're passionate about the work we do at Brightmark, but also because we really care about, you know, the current people that live on this planet and future generations. So for us, I think um, I can say definitely that we just want to continue to look for opportunities to help protect the environment and, you know, make the, the future better for everyone, because that's what we care about ultimately as a company. Definitely. Definitely. Sam, you know, it's, it's a, your day's winding down. Uh, I appreciate you coming on, chatting with me. Uh, what are you going to do? I see you got the dog walking around <laughs> in the background. What's the dog's name? Tell me about the dog. Enough about enough about the recycle. Let's, <laughs> we're on a lighter note. What's the dog's name? 
Um, so they're actually both cats, but um, I have two no, cats. So one is that's a cat. One is yeah. The, I have to, two cats over here. Let me see if I can pan them over. One is on the love stack, and then one is actually right here uh, next to me on the dog. couch. What, what yeah. Is, what is the cat's name? What is the cat's name? So uh, the one, the white one, is named Arlo, and then the tuxedo over on the um, the love sack is named Milo. So they're my two lovely cats. They're um, they're much cuter um, than they can act. They can be a little bit of a, a demon during the day, but they're they're great animals. I'm happy to have them. But yeah, they're um, they're just my cats. And to answer your question about winding down the day, I usually like to end my day. Um, it's been really beautiful here in Washington, so I like to go out and walk in the park and enjoy some nature. And then I usually come back home. Stop, 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 stop. When we started this interview, okay, you told me it was, it's mucky out there. It's cold and it's wet. Now Mm -hmm. you're telling me it's a beautiful day. Okay. Today is a beautiful day. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because the weather, I, I feel like it's kind of been, you know, everywhere lately, but the weather in Washington state this time of year is, super random like yesterday it was beautiful and sunny and then it literally went to like gray and rain and snow and then went back to being sunny and then was snowy and rainy again so the weather is a little bit up and down here uh-huh. so right now um it's sunny and i hope that it stays sunny uh for the rest of my day so i can go out and walk in the park <laughs> gotcha gotcha well listen uh I- i'd love for you to come back this interview you know, I do in-person interview. I would have loved to have done this interview at one of the plants, walking through that. Re- I've never been to a recycle plant. Um, so maybe on our next interview, I can come to re- one of these recycle plants, and you can show me the whole process of how this stuff works, man. But on the behalf of yourself and Brightmark, I really appreciate you guys coming on, chatting with me, um, and talking about what you guys do. You guys are doing some really special things, very innovative over there. And uh, I'm very interested to see what, you know, what happens in 2028 with your very ambitious plan. I hope you reach those goals. Thank you. We we do as well. And we're really you know, optimistic and, and think it will definitely be something that we'll be able to achieve. And, you know, once we hit that goal, we're always looking for no new goals to, to accomplish. So constantly looking forward and excited to be able to you know, not only help protect the environment, but again, uh, we care a lot about so many different issues at Brightmark, and I'm just happy to be here and be part of the team. Will do, will do. Sam, thank you again. Appreciate the uh, the conversation, and all the best to you, sir. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed speaking with you as well, and I wish you best of luck. And yeah, hope that we can connect down the road and be more than happy to give you a tour if I'm ever out there in Ashley. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. You take care. Thanks, you as well. All right, bye.